0: man transforms into a lost angel of the swamp. Death is making us dinner, and the establishment is no more than unmeasured quanta, new observations find. It's September 8th, 2020, I'm Rachel Nelson, a clutter of translucent spiders hatching from your skin, this is Prodigia ac Spectra. Tonight, we see the Loch Ness Monster for what she truly is, an unexplained mystery. Plus, the Bermuda Triangle of space is having a baby, and alien abductees caught on tape. But first, Stonehenge amplified sounds, and you wouldn't know it if you were standing outside the Sarsen Stone. study of the acoustics of Stonehenge found that voices and music would have echoed and amplified eerily for those inside of the structure, but not for those outside of it. While Henge are beings in Japanese folklore with the power to shapeshift, Henges are ancient monuments composed of concentric circles typically marked by wooden posts most common in Great Britain, Ireland, and nearby lands. They are commonly thought to have been used for religious rituals, having to do with the positions of plasmic orbs and other objects that fly through space in accordance with the changing of the seasons. Stonehenge is the most prominent of the henges, as it involves a number of giant stones who have largely survived the present day. And it is surrounded by other ancient monuments on the Salisbury Plain of England, including the Woodhenge, various burial mounds, and other large earthenworks dating to over 3,000 years ago. The study appears in the upcoming October issue of the Journal of Archaeological Science, and it was led by Trevor Cox at the University of Salford in England. Cox and his colleagues created a model of Stonehenge as it would have existed over 4,000 years ago, with 157 stones in all, and tested this and several earlier configurations dating to the late Neolithic and early Bronze Ages. The model was scaled to 1 12th of the size of the original structure and dubbed Lego Stonehenge, however the pieces of the miniature henge were not made from Legos. On his blog, Cox explained that the stones were instead 3D printed using a special polymer modified plaster and then painted using cellulose paint. The study concluded that the Henge's design was likely not made with acoustics in mind, but rather on the basis of heavenly objects and the architecture of previous Henges. Nonetheless, if the Henge utilized sonic rituals such as magical incantations or terrifying musical soundscapes, only those standing within it would have benefited from the acoustics of the standing stones, particularly the outer sarsen stones. People listening from outside would not have been able to hear the effect. Perhaps any sonic displays were limited, only to an esoteric elite. Meanwhile, among the portents of humanity's futuristic hubris, machines now learn from people's personal stories about their rare illnesses. Experience intense itching? Have you ever had the sensation of bugs crawling under your skin? Do you suffer from fatigue? Have you developed sores on your body? Do these sores erupt with unexplained colored fibers growing from your skin? Then you may have Morgellons disease, a hypothetical illness most common in women that occurs in roughly 4 out of every 100,000 people according to the Center for Disease Control or CDC. Morgellons disease may not exist at all, or the few actual cases of Morgellons are lost in a deluge of delusional reports. In 2011, the CDC published a study concluding that Morgellons does not exist, and its symptoms are primarily caused instead by mental illnesses like delusional parasitosis, the false belief that insects are living under one's skin, or Munchausen's proxy, a delusional illness passed to a child by her parent. There is no consensus, though most doctors tend to believe the fibers come from clothes, the sores come from scratching, and the illness itself arises in the imagination. There are a number of other rare illnesses that are commonly doubted or overlooked by doctors but are nonetheless real and very serious, like porphyria and fibromyalgia. Patients reporting pain caused by these illnesses were, and sometimes still are, told by their doctors that the pain originates purely in the mind. But in the past forty to fifty years, medical researchers have learned that they can study patient reports of strange experiences, for example being held down by a malevolent screeching hag while lying in bed at night, and in this way they can uncover real underlying physical causes beyond mere delusion. Now this experience-based study of anomalous conditions may be truly coming into its own, RareMark, a new company in the UK that collects and studies the personal stories of patients with rare illnesses, gave a press release at the beginning of August to introduce a new machine learning platform which uses artificial intelligence to analyze these unique personal stories. This data will then be used to design new drugs for treating rare illnesses. The platform is fittingly called Experium. The 11,000 patients whose experiences have so far been entered in its database include those with such rare illnesses as idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, urea cycle disorder, and San-Filippo syndrome. Mere hours after their alleged alien abduction, two men were secretly recorded by cops. The complete recording has resurfaced after decades. According to the Mississippi Clarion Ledger, an audio recording has been recovered in its entirety, a recording which was made only hours after two men claimed they were abducted by tall, robot-like humanoids with lobster claws that came out of a brightly lit flying object. The notorious incident of high strangeness occurred on October 11, 1973, while the two men, Calvin Parker and Charles Hickson, were on a fishing trip on the banks of the Pascagoula River. Parker tried to keep quiet about the incident until he finally went public about it decades later and even wrote a book, but Charles Hickson was able to describe the event in detail to the Jackson County Sheriff's Department shortly after it occurred. While interviewing the men, the county sheriff and a police captain left them alone in the room after discreetly turning on a tape recorder. Suspecting the men of a hoax, the cops were attempting to record them letting down their guard while alone. But instead, the two men only seemed to process their own trauma and disbelief, serving to convince the cops that Parker and Hickson truly believed they were abducted. Copies of the entire recording were recently released to Parker around the beginning of the COVID lockdown in March. The Pascagoula incident occurred towards the end of 10 years marked by national and worldwide peaks in alleged sightings of UFOs, as well as a diverse host of strange entities associated with them, from small jumpsuit-wearing people to giant hairy bipeds. It also came during the spiritual maturation of a young phenomenon known as the Alien Abduction Experience, first made famous with the Betty and Barney Hill case 12 years earlier. Most abduction experiences are first recalled days, weeks, or even years after the incident allegedly took place, often while in hypnotic trance. This has led many to conclude that the main details of these experiences are frequently confabulated after the alleged time of the event. The Pascagoula incident is distinctive in that it's one of a minority of cases where the event was recalled almost immediately, with only a short period of missing time lasting perhaps hours. A giant electromagnetic anomaly near Earth is splitting in two. What does it mean? scientists ask. The Earth is shielded by a vast force field, generated by a tremendous electromagnetic dynamo that originates in the planet's molten outer core. Radioactive particles that enter this field become trapped to shoot back and forth between the North and South Poles in two vast regions called the Van Allen belts. These belts extend hundreds to tens of thousands of kilometers above the Earth and would be fatal to any lifeforms who deign spend too much time inside, such as astronauts or space whales. Fortunately, lifeforms underneath the two belts are mostly shielded from harm. We surface-dwellers are protected from the fatal presence of the Sun. The Earth's electromagnetic field is not static like a bar magnet, and not all of the Earth is protected. Charged particles may enter the atmosphere near the north and south poles, generating vast colorful displays called aurorae, and on occasion the sun ejects a massive amount of plasma and charged particles, known as a coronal mass ejection, which can penetrate the Earth's magnetic field. If an ejection is powerful enough, it will wipe out telecommunication systems. This occurred in 1859 during the notorious Carrington event, when telegraph systems went haywire across the globe and the skies flooded with brilliant aurorae far outside the polar regions to which they're normally restricted. There is also a huge dent in the field, extending over part of South America and the Southern Atlantic. This is known as the South Atlantic Anomaly, or SA. It's also known as Space's Bermuda Triangle, abbreviated here as SWUT. Satellites that pass through this weakened area of the magnetic field are vulnerable, as charged particles may cause them to malfunction or even stop working altogether. Even instruments on the International Space Station are affected. The situation has forced NASA and the European Space Agency to track changes in this anomaly. In August, NASA reported on how they have a team of specialists using various sources of data to understand and map the rapid changes in the Earth's magnetic field, as well as forecast how it will behave in the decades to come. Because it originates in the Earth's molten outer core, the field is constantly changing, with its north pole meandering across the Earth's arctic surface year by year. The European Space Agency's SWARM is a group of three satellites studying the field, which, among other things, discovered a new type of aurora that is literally named Steve. Recently, SWARM also discovered that the South Atlantic Anomaly is actually growing, with a second anomaly splitting off near Africa, and the field itself is weakening overall, having lost 10% of its strength over the past two centuries. This may lead to something like the Le event around 40,000 years ago, witnessed by a New Zealand cowrie tree who lived straight through it to the age of about 1,500, its corpse preserved to be studied by modern scientists. During a period lasting centuries, the Earth's poles drifted, changed places with each other, and then drifted back to the region of their normal axis. For a period, the Earth's magnetic field was weakened to only a twentieth of its normal strength. The South Atlantic Anomaly's growth could also indicate a complete pole reversal, something that happens randomly about once every quarter of a million years. In this case, the North Pole becomes permanently switched with the South. When a pole reversal begins, the field is severely weakened and hence vulnerable to solar discharges. Also, it goes haywire. Multiple new magnetic poles appear all over the globe, wreaking havoc on human sailors and other animals who use it to navigate. Nessie maintains her classic look, a rapid gray hump. In early July, a forestry worker and local of Loch Ness, Scotland named Ross Macaulay captured a video and several images of a mysterious grey hump with no visible head, neck, or dorsal fin moving rapidly against the current behind some kayakers on the water, the Scottish Sun reported. This description fits what Loch Ness Monster Investigator Gary Campbell describes as a quote-unquote classic sighting of a hypothetical mystery beast named Nessie, said to dance majestically about within the murky 250-meter depths of the Loch. Macaulay rejected the idea that what he saw could be a visiting seal. His sighting is also the sixth possible sighting of a Loch Ness Monster this year. The first five all came from Owen O'Fagan in Ireland and Kaylin Wangle in Oregon State, both by patiently watching the Loch Ness live cam on the internet. Last year, a team of scientists led by Neil Gemmell from the University of Otago in New Zealand investigated the enchanted deep. They sampled its dark waters and examined them for environmental DNA, or eDNA. This relatively new technique is used to quickly survey an ecosystem's flora and fauna by sampling materials like soil and water to find traces of DNA that linger within the environment. In this manner, the team was able to identify DNA from all sorts of local life both in the water and the land adjacent, from fish to weasels to humans. The study uncovered no DNA from the common suspects for Nessie, which include catfish, sturgeon, the quite monstrous Greenland shark, or any supposed giant aquatic reptiles. The team did discover DNA from eels, which may grow to very large sizes and which Gemmell suggested as a possible source for sightings. Local loch watcher Gary Feltham, however, rejected the eel explanation, positing that eels are commonly observed and identified by himself and other locals, though he also said that visiting seals haven't been entirely ruled out. Gamal himself also gave several caveats. For one thing, a quarter of the DNA the team collected is still unidentified according to the latest reports online. Furthermore, the DNA of giant sharks or sturgeon who hypothetically visit from the Atlantic would not remain in the environment for long. Gemmel said that more eDNA samples should be taken and studied over time. My lovely listeners, you are now trapped in the Hall of All Hells, within the Akashic Record. Thank you so much for the tender kisses of Cupid as, unreflected, he carries the Shadow Mirror aloft. Without you, this would all be impossible. If you would like to escape the flawed creation of the demiurge. Please follow the shadow mirror, share it with your lovers, your friends, your family, even your enemies, and remember why. The Shadow Mirror is created in the Portland Basin region, which was first populated over 10,000 years ago. It is a traditional land of the Kalitz, Klickitat, Malala, and Chinook peoples including the Clackamas, Cathlamet, Multnomah, Tualatin, and many others. Many of their living descendants now belong to the confederated tribes of Grand Ronde, the Confederated Tribes of Silots Indians, the Chinook Nation, the Cowlitz Nation, and the Confederated Tribes and Bands of the Yakima Nation. We acknowledge the first people of this land.